down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 179 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri, and always, as always, at nauseum, whatever, all that stuff. I am joined by the most well-named man in uh, all of the 40k community. There is no man who has a better name than this one. Uh, he has represented the wonderful nation of the Netherlands on a couple of occasions at the WTC international level and is here to assist me in reviewing my new favorite love, you know, until the Dark Angels code has come out, uh, the Spiky Chaos Knights. His name is Dick Vanderhaast. You could not make it up. His parents, I, need it. I have some questions for them. But hello, Dick. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm doing very well, Adam. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I have the same questions as well. It's 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 a weird story, the name Dick in, in the Netherlands. But well. uh, we're gonna we're gonna save that for part two because the people need to know. And if you would like to hear more of Dick and his uh, amazing tale of naming and other whatever feats, uh, we come over to Patreon Art of War Done Under and get that goodness there. We'll also be answering a swathe of wonderful Patreon questions about the spiky spiky. Angry, angry, stabby, stabby boys. But, my man, you have been uh, a bit of a Chaos Knight stalwart for quite some time, haven't you? I've been uh, trying, yeah. I actually bought them, like, when the uh, Ninth Ed Codex came out, like the, yep. the new, the, 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 the great box. And I wanted to bring them to WTC because I've been playing Necrons for years and years and years. So I mm. wanted to do something else. So why not graduate from tiny robots to big robots? Um, and then I've... I made the mistake in, in not bringing them at all. And then I, I brought the Necrons again. Um, and uh, the same thing happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, I had been tearing it up with uh, with the Chaos Knights and Singles events last year, I did still bring the Necrons to WTC. Mm. And uh, I feel that's a bit of a shame because the Aussies did amazing with their Chaos Knights and I was very jealous. We yeah. we did do really well. Matt Morisoli, uh, a, a regular on the show, took him and went undefeated at WTC. Uh, but Necrons were having a Necron specialist and not using them at WTC was like a yeah. You had to have a real good reason uh, last year now because the Necrons were just so. I mean, if you, as long as you didn't play Eldar, Necrons were just going <laughs> to get you a score. They're always just going to put up a score on you. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> uh... Uh, Eldar and uh, uh, Custodes, those were the yes. big ones you had to run away from. Unless, of course, you were uh, Big Liam Hackett, and then you ate Custodes for breakfast. But some some way, somehow, the man uh, figured it out. But that is by the by. We are here to review the Chaos Knights. My current, well, the, the thing I've been playing most recently, I, I've got a bunch of practice games at the moment with um, Astartes, but every event that I've played so far for 10th edition has been with Chaos Knights, and uh, they are very fun, man. They are so good. So uh, fun. I know. Uh, I, I haven't had so much fun playing an army since ever, I think. It's just mm. so amazing to play an army where all your pieces matter and actually do the things you want them to do. It's just so great. Exactly right. Well, that's what they're bringing to the table at the moment, uh, almost more than anything else. There's no other army in the game, I think, Think, and this is I'm saying this since the decline of custodies, I suppose, is that has that every unit is good. Every unit is about the same level of good from start to finish of a list. And that is such a rare thing to have in 10th edition, where you want little nonsense units, you want your big hammer units, and you want everything in the middle. 
Yeah, the, for sure. But the like custodies, their units were good, but still expensive. True. And even even before uh, the their decline, and the chaos knights are relatively cheap. So you have twelve good boys running around the table, and they're all good. They're an amazing MSU army. Um, and uh, a lot of people say that it's, it's a stat check army, and of course it is. Mm. But in my opinion, it's mainly a fast primary denial army. And I uh, just like playing it. Hundred percent agree with that. All right, let us jump into the bin potatoes here. Those who know and who pay attention to what we do, you know exactly what's about to occur. We're about to be your the the finest version of man read book that we can uh, provide <laughs> to you. We're going to go through this index with a fine tooth comb, read out the things and discuss them. And we're going to start off with the army rule, which is harbingers of dread. This reads as thus: If your army faction of chaos knights, each um, time and so each model from your army uh, gains the following abilities, depending on which uh, dread abilities are active per turn. Uh, so turn one onwards, you have an aura of 12 inches from each one of your knights. That has minus one to uh, battle leadership tests for Battleshock. And then from turn three onwards, each time this model attacks a target, if that unit is Battleshocked, add one to the wound roll. And each time you attacked by a target, that is Battleshocked, they are minus one to hit you. Um, this is the core army ability of the Chaos Knights, and it is... as I'm I'm well over 10 games in for Chaos Knights, and this ability is a nothing burger. Uh, how do you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when the edition dropped, and we, we uh, in, in your wonderful Discord, we said that uh, if Battleshock is a thing, then mm-hmm. this is an amazing ability. And at the start of the edition, it definitely was a nothing burger. It didn't do anything because every time it mattered, people would just auto-pass it. Um, That's correct. And it did nothing. But in my opinion, uh, this ability is actually decent. It's good enough. It's, it's. I mean, I wouldn't consider it a nothing burger, but I, it's it's definitely no fate dice, of course. Um, yes. Well, of course, that's, what, that's what I'm comparing it to. I'm comparing it to the, yeah. the best army rules out there, and this just kind of... True, huh? but like it, it is something that uh, when you combine it with the next rule, which we'll get into in, yes. in a bit, it, it actually is pretty good because it, it will matter every game. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a Necron player as well, um, uh, the first thing I look at nowadays is their leadership values. And we see all the Canoptic stuff having leadership eight naturally, yes, or the characters having leadership six that becomes a seven. That means that they will probably fill, still fill a lot of Battleshock tests. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't understand why they made it so that uh, enemies have a minus one to hit you and you have a plus one to wound on them. I would rather have like the same for some reason. I've, I, I yeah. don't like that it's not symmetrical. So, uh, so if, if they would have gotten a minus one to wound on you, boy, oh, then we busted. They would have yeah. Been, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, very <laughs> busted. So um, on paper, on paper, these are the kind of army rules that I like in the game. These are the yeah. kind of, oh, cool, on this term, on this day, this this is something that could matter. Rather than here is a blanket, ubiquitous, your army is just better for some reason, and here is ability that no one else has, like yeah. fake dice, miracle dice, stuff like that. Um, uh, and, and, you know, the first version of both at the moment, which was like, you, sir, are absolutely dead. Um, <laughs> it rules to hit, rules to win. Um, this does not hold a candle to them, and yet this is what I wish army rules were. Exactly. It's yeah. fun. It's interactive. It's unique. Like it, it, mm. it, it breathes character, and it just gives your army life in, in a way which almost no other army does. Uh, but it's not overpowered. Uh, people will always forget about it, and then you remind <laughs> them, and they're like, "Ooh," Ugh. and so, then they they fail their uh, uh, their roll, and you're happy. <laughs> in my game so far, it's mattered once. 
in like 10 really? plus games once it has mattered, which I may, I may talk about in part two. But uh, what is the detachment mm. rule for the Traitorous Lance, my man? Give us the breakdown there. Well, uh, the breakdown is, is that um, if you are um, a unit of models, if you lose a single model and you are within 12 inches of a Chaos Knights model, then you have to take a Battleshock test in the Battleshock test step of the command phase, I think it is. And if yep. you are a single model unit, if you've taken even a single wound, and you are within 12 inches of an enemy, uh, uh, Chaos Knight, then you also have to take a yep. Battleship test. So denoting that, even if you've just lost wounds, you have to take Battleships. Yep. Doesn't matter exactly. if you've doesn't doesn't matter how many below starting strength is, is enough to meet the caveat. Don't have to be um, below half strength. Um, this is cool because this this is something that has come up. Just yeah. making people people take a lot more battle shocks has flipped objectives uh, for me and in many games that I've seen. Is, is it the same for you? Yeah, for sure. It's one of my tactics to actually to try and just kill a single model of yeah. the unit just to get the chance of them failing their battle shock um, because it can be very very big. Yeah, agreed. Um, and what I find here is that this is where a lot of the havoc launches and the indirect yeah. fire pieces come into play. Because I'll start even if I have no intention of killing the unit, I'll just be like, ah, I'll just take one model off, and just just on the off chance, I have nothing. I have no unit I want to, to put all of these havoc launches into. So here's this here's like one or two squads that are probably going to end up on objectives. I'm just going to knock one off each. Exactly. And That's what I do as well. Yeah, I played uh, Grey Knights yesterday and. Uh, just try to to pin off their uh, a single model to ensure those tests do have to take place. It's mm -hmm. a it's a valid tactic for sure. All right, uh, let's go into the enhancements of which there are four. Of course, first up is Lord of Dread, Chaos Knights model only. At the start of the fight phase, you can select one enemy unit within engagement range of the bearer. Uh, that enemy unit must take a battle shock test. Uh, how do you feel about this one? I've seen this. This is one that I've seen debated a lot on uh, whether it's worthy putting on a big night or it's worth taking at all. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, like, I'm, I'm a, I am like my certainties. Uh, so yes. this is... Uh, I don't like uh, announcements where you have to point at something and then your opponent needs to do another step in order and uh, that they can still pass uh, for the battle shock. So I don't really like it. Uh, if it works, it works. It's great. But... I don't really rate it. Fair. And at 35 points, it is yes, not so something, something with such specific terms and conditions. I mean, if it was like point at something within um, dread range, like if you could just point at something within 12 inches and make it take a battle shot mm -hmm. at the start of the fight phase, it would feel so much better. Engagement range, I feel like, is the thing that, that kills this. And or in the command phase. In, in the oh, yeah. command phase or your command yeah. phase. Yeah. Wonderful. Then, then I would take it. But mm. fight phase means that it will only work for your stratagems or um, like end of turn uh, holding stuff, um, mm. which could matter, but shouldn't matter so if we go into tactics later on. The debate that I've heard about this one is that it stops interrupt. If you had two pivotal combats, you at the start of the fight phase, you see if this one uh, gets battle shocked at the one with Lord mm -hmm. of Dread on it. And then you know you can attack elsewhere because they can't interrupt. They can't spend their two yeah. CP to interrupt. So that's the only, that's, that's the only key like big play brain that yeah. I've seen come okay. from this, and but for thirty-five points, there. Uh, okay, that's that's something I never thought of. So that's that is actually a real great application. But at the same time, uh, for thirty-five points, I want to point at something, even once per game, where it just happens, and you shouldn't have to roll for it. 
I'm not taking Correct. guys for 45 points. Yeah, I'm not taking Four 45 chance. points. Yeah. Uh, tell us a bit more of Terra. Yeah, so it's Chaos Nice model only, of course. If you control an objective marker, uh, yeah, it's sticky objectives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to read the whole thing, but it was a heap of text. It was like, nope, it's sticky objectives. It's good. It will run you 25 points. Yeah. Um, it's uh, now this one. Great. Do you take this one? No. <laughs> but Fair. that's that's because of points. <laughs> yes. I would if I, I could. Are you of the school of thought that you don't take any of these? You just fill up on uh, no games yeah. and yeah, I, have, yeah, yeah. I just can't fit them in my list. And I yeah. also um but this is my own personal opinion. Uh, it makes you lazy and it it it, you, it enables you to make mistakes. Like I've mm. lost it. At least one game at uh, at a big tournament at LGT, where I stickied my objective and then move off to off of it. Uh, it was still within nine inches, but uh, somehow my opponent still made it on the uh, on the objective by some cool tricks which I forgot about, and that just shouldn't have happened. So you should mm. always still park your knight on yeah. on a center objective. I had one. I had one stolen from me because I forgot you can move after coming on the table edge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had a moving scoot unit walk on the table edge and just nick an objective off me. I was like, that's dumb. I should not have let L- that happen. Literally, uh, this happened to me. And yeah. ever, ever since, I was like, I'm not taking it anymore. I should just yeah. park a knight on it. Uh, the cute the cute rider here is that whilst that, um, of course, it's in the command phase when you sticky it um, and it remains mm-hmm. in control until someone takes it. But the rider here that makes it a little bit spicier is that it is part of your dread aura. So it is a minus one um, aura of 12 inches from minus one battle shock. From that yeah. objective, and that makes it a little spicier, but still, eh, yeah, but is what it is. I mean, I've almost only ever uh, stick it my home objective, and um, yep. your enemy unit just shouldn't even get within 12 inches of your home objective. Correct, correct. <laughs> if people are taking home objectives as chaos knights, eh, you're probably effed, like you, you're probably yeah. you're probably not in a good place. Um, yep. Traders Mark is the next one. Um, the Doom and Darkness ability, which is the one that usually happens on turn three, as in the, you know, if they're Battle Shock, they minus one to hit you, your plus one to wound them, is active from the first battle route onwards for the bearer instead of the third. And this one will run you 30 points for the privilege. This one I have never seen taken. No, I would never take this. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, we had the discussion about it being a nothing burger. The, the the rule, I think it's good, but it's not good enough to to spend an extra yeah. thirty points on the off totally chance that it's working for you. Agreed. Uh, give us the last one, mate. Yeah, the last one is armor of contempt on a chaos knight model, and it's and pretty good. And it will cost you forty points. Forty yeah. points. That's not um, so good. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so. It's what is interesting about all these. Um, all of these enhancements is that I feel like they're all priced to be on a big knight. They're all priced to be on a Questorus or yeah. bigger chassis. Uh, and yet, <laughs> uh, only the last one. And I uh, actually, I've I've seen Lord of Dread taken on a Rampager, but mm-hmm. only Panoply of the Cursed Knight have I seen in consideration to being on a big knight. Apart from that, all of these other ones go on Stalkers, essentially, yeah, but, as far yeah. as I can tell. They're all so expensive. Like, even on a big knight, like, okay, sure. If I would take a big knight, and I would probably take the Panoply if I had the points, because it just it, it adds a lot of survivability, uh, mm. combined with cover, and you've already gone into the hole of investing a lot of points into your big guy anyway, right. so it's probably good. Um, but like, it, it it's you still give up a lot to to, to take exactly. it, and I'm not sure if it's worth it. It's it's, it's not a unit. It, yeah, 
it's a whole Nurgling unit. Uh, most of these are whole well, Nurglings are thirty five. Yes, most of these are whole mm-hmm. Nurgling units. Uh, but yeah, Panoply the Cursed Knight is the only one I'd consider on a, 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 as if I was taking a big knight. Panoply the Cursed Knight is where I would start. Being like, well, this is the one I would like to put on it. And do I have the points to do that? If not, you know, maybe one of these other ones tickles your fancy. But uh, Trader's Mark is, as far as uh, as I believe, is the least good. And Panoply the Cursed Knight is most good, but Aura of Terror is the one that is the only one I generally take, and that's because I usually have a wonky amount of points left over because I'm playing Mono yeah. Chaos Knights rather than taking allies. And if you are, you will 100% have points left over for enhancements. You do not have yeah, a choice sure. <laughs> yeah. if you're playing like, Mono CK. But I would really like these, like, keep these, they're, they're decent, uh, but just like at least 10 points off of everyone, everything, uh, maybe 20 off of some, and then yeah. maybe I would take them. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they if they were 5 to 10 cheaper across the board, maybe even in the, the old the old War Dogs list, you would start taking one or two of these. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. the Lord of Dread, I would take it for, if it was 5 or 10 points, more, whatever. No, yeah, 100%. The Lord of Dread one needs to be like 10 points, no more. Um, all right, into the stratagems, of which there are six, of course. First of which is Dread yeah. Hounds is 1 CP. This is a battle tactic. Um, just just for people wondering, Chaos Knights have zero ability to make uh, make um, things cheaper or free stratagems. Mm-hmm. We have zero ability to do that. Um, so, but when you say battle tactics, it's only things that can be punished. Then, so just take that as a as a known. Um, it happens in the shooting phase or the fight phase. Two or more war dog units from your army and one enemy unit that is an eligible target for each of those war dogs until the end of the phase. The selected war dog units can only target that enemy unit, but all weapons equipped by war dog models gain sustained hits one. In addition, if that enemy unit is battle shocked, um, and you, then you crit on fives instead of sixes. This is good on paper, but do you use it at all? I do use it. Um, but only if my opponent has a like a, a very big centerpiece model unit, mm. which a, a number of my guys can troll inside to, like Magnus or Angron, uh, Morty yeah. or Angron. Yeah. Or not, not, I'm not sure about Angron because he will just come back anyway, but like a big unit of Exalted, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I never use it uh, in uh, melee for some reason. Yes. It's mm-hmm. just too little, too little uh, bang for my buck, I feel. And I think I can count on one hand the amount of times where I've used it on a Battleshock unit. Yes, I, well, I've never used it on a Battleshock unit because that's, that's exactly right. You're using it on big, dangerous things. And if they're half dead already, they're not that dangerous and they don't need to use mm. CP on them. Exactly. Usually, usually these things are like, you know, your opponent's Wraith, yeah. wraith Guard unit. You're, you know, now it'll be your opponent's Canoptic Wraith unit. You know, you're not going to yeah. get them Battleshock before you. You try and get in melter range with your exactly. brigands and stuff. And I'm with you, yeah. I, I pretty much have only ever used this on, on two brigands. Yeah. What I do like uh, is if I have first turn and uh, or or second turn, I mean, it doesn't matter. When your opponent has like a, a small-ish but um, hidden unit somewhere on the battlefield, just put it on there and then point at all my dogs and then just indirect the living hell yeah. out of them. Yeah. And that yeah. does more damage than people think. So this is something I would do, but you do have to think a lot about it because it's like at the beginning of the battle, your CP are very valuable. Um, and um, some of the other strategies are very good. So you do need mm-hmm. to have a good, a good uh, plan in mind for that. Excellent. All right. Um, disdain for the week. Tell us the story. Yeah, the same for the week is, um, well, you target uh, one Chaos Knight in the uh, fight phase, 
just after an, an enemy unit has selected its target, and then you gain a field of pain of six plus, or if the uh, the attacking unit is battle shocked, field of pain five plus. Yeah. Well, um, also, a battle tactic is one CP. Yep. What's interesting here is the terms and conditions. Like, if they are already battle shocked and it's turn three or onwards, they're minus one to hit, and you have a five up field no pain. Uh, that has never happened for me. <laughs> has it happened for you? No, it's never happened to me. It's yeah. um, this one goes into the same box as uh, rotate iron shields. Um, yeah. Like you will use it once per game, maybe twice per game. Uh, two thirds at a time, you will feel bad about it, but you just take it on the off chance of maybe living. And if you do, you'll flip the battle. Um, yeah, correct. It's just not not amazing. Yeah, agreed. All right, next up we have. Terror shades, one best of our favorites. One of our favorites from from ninth edition. The, the best thing in the book from ninth edition. Um, this is a not a battle tactic. Uh, it's one CP. Any phase just after an enemy unit fails a battle shock, so they have to be capable of failing battle shock. Uh, one chaos knights unit from your army that is within twelve of that enemy unit rolls six d six for each four plus the enemy unit suffers a mortal wound and you regain a mortal wound. Now I have to tell you, uh, <laughs> when they fail a battle shock and they're like, ah. Oh, I, I lost primary. That I didn't get my five primary points because I failed my battle shock. That sucks. Oh, and that no, Chaos Knight that was on two wounds left, and you mm. rolled five four pluses on your Terror Shades, and now it's got seven wounds left. It is such a big blowout flip stratagem at times. Um, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, I just said it's the best uh, strategy, but obviously the best one is yet to come. But uh, this is uh, pivotal. This is one of those you, you really want to keep SCP back just to be able to do this, um, just to kill that annoying character who was left mm. on one wound, or just to um, well to heal your own dudes. And also, uh, when you look at the terms and conditions, it's just for every four plus you roll, you will get a, a wound back. So even if you're uh, at least I'll, I play it in the way that even if my opponent only has one wound, but I roll five uh, fours, then I will get five wounds back. Yeah, just just want to call out that you said terms and conditions. Bless your heart, sir. Finally, <laughs> after years of it being this the dumb thing that I say, it's finally it's starting to catch on. <laughs> Wearing them down, people. Uh, I listen to this podcast too much, Adam. It's it's getting to me. Please get me out of here, please, ladies and gentlemen. They're out yeah, there yeah. in the wild, breeding. <laughs> um, a long leash. What's the go? Oh yeah. For some reason, Adam, you, you're giving me all the, all the crappy stratagems and you're taking all the good ones. We should have thought about this before. Never. <laughs> I don't plan these things out. No, it's, uh, so uh, you, in your command phase, you pick one big knight from your army. Uh, not every big knight, but all the normal big knights who have auras who uh, affect your war dogs. You pick one of those and up to three war dog models. Um, and then wherever your war dog models go on the on the board, they count as being in range of the aura abilities the board model has. Yeah. So um, there's a bond ability that's similar to this um, for the Imperial Knights. So I I went I thought this was actually quite good for a little while. Um, yeah, and that because you while, it worked on castigators. Uh, exactly right, castigators <laughs> and uh, lancers. And then I realized mm -hmm. they do not have the abhorrent keyword. I went there, I, like half a day of me going mm -hmm. down this rabbit hole of thinking I had a little possible, you know, uh, snowflake moment of reinvention for Chaos Knights. And I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> yeah, it really sucks. It's, um, uh, I think I may have used this once 
on the one game where I played uh, a Rampager uh, yeah. and a lot of yeah. Carnivores. It's cool, but the other things are better. It's a cool stratagem. It doesn't do anything, like, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, no. You can do the next one. I know you want to. <laughs> Lay it down. No, I, I don't mean to bully you into that, uh, Adam. No, so. too bad. All right, so next one, Diabolic Bulwark, <laughs> 1 CP, is literally rotate iron shields. It does not matter. You <laughs> you either do it, like uh, like Dick said earlier, either do it at, at a pivot point where your knight surviving will change the outcome of the game, or save your CP, don't do it. I, I see so many people wasting CP unnecessarily on this um, when they have, you know, your opponent looks at your unit and they have another unit that they can shoot with the rest of their army and you rotate, then they just switch targets and it didn't matter, you wasted your CP. Um, but yeah, if you can use this to flip, a, flip around or flip some points, go for it. If not, don't use it. All right, now you can do the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Adam. Uh, all right, um, so best strategy in the book. For sure, this one, uh, you pick it in your movement phase or in your charge phase. Notice that it doesn't say at the beginning of the movement phase or the beginning of the charge phase, but it's during the movement phase as you move your models or as you make your charges, uh, roll for your charges. Uh, you pick up to two warlord models or one big chaos knight. Um, and uh, until the end of the phase, selected models can move horizontally through models and terrain features as if they were not there. And this is... This is the reason why the book is good. This is the only reason the book is good. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. You will do this five times every game. Maybe uh, more. more than more than that. You will tell your opponent about it every one of mm. their movement phases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the most time it's all. I, I almost want to get a chess clock. Look, so I, I played a couple of games of knights on the chess clock, of course, because I, I mm-hmm. just like to get my get my bearings. And I swear to God, I <laughs> I spend so much time in my opponent's turn being like, I could go there. They're like, no, mm. you can't. Knights of Shade. Uh, and they're like, uh, I could take that objective. They're like, no, you can't. Knights of Shade. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh no. <laughs> then make their cogs turn. It's so yeah. powerful. I, I had a, one of my regular gaming buddies who, who was who invited me to to play test a new army of his, and he was uh, he was like, okay, so I'll just move block your whole army with this, and I was like, but I will just move over them with my <laughs> models. <laughs> well, oh. So this one stratagem is the activator for the entire army. For it, sure. lets it, it lets it play on the modern terrain that we use. I actually really wonder. Um, when Chaos Knights get a codex, and of course it's going to have other detachments in it, most almost definitely they don't have Knights of Shade in it. Can they be good on this terrain? Is is the question? Is is going to be such an interesting thing when you, we don't have this? And then how bad are we are we as night players going to be when we have to play fair forty k again? Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I will definitely play the, the detachment with the Knights of Shade thing in it mm. if, if they still keep it. Like, yeah. probably Diabolic Bulwark will be the one who, will, like, uh, rotate Anishas will be the one which will be in every detachment. Sure, agreed. Yeah, but but this is this is the bread and butter of the list, and this is why the army works. Um, and it, this also really uh, synchronizes with the way I look at the army. As I said before, it's not a killy army. I mean, it does kill stuff, but it moves where it needs to go, and it's mm. a primary denial army, and you can do that well, because you can go through those walls. A lot of people have called it more of a tempo or control army than it yeah. is a 
like a, a bully list or something that's going to stat check you out of the game. It's more yeah. that I will, I just have such, I'm able to execute such control over the table and the tempo of point scoring because I have so much OC that I can sling around really quickly um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, you just kind of tempo your opponent out of being able to win the game. And it, it's really quite cool that it has that different mode to go to and that only exists because of this stratagem. So just to, just to, just to paint the picture for people, um, the stratagems of the six stratagems that we have, um, legitimately, there are two of them that I like, that being mm-hmm. Terror Shades and Knights of Shade. Disdain for the Week is cute, but I rarely use it. Um, apart from that, the other three kind of suck. Uh, the Enhancements, they're okay, but you rarely take them. Uh, or of Terror is okay if you needed to take one of them and had an awkward amount of points left. Uh, mm-hmm. And the uh, Detachment Rule and Army Ability kind of suck too. That is how good Knights of Shade is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you agree? I I do agree. Yeah, it's uh, um, like uh, all the rest are uh, like eh, we just had Christmas. All the rest are your ornaments, your Christmas uh, balls, yes. whatever they're called. Uh, the, 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 the star on top of the tree. The, the uh, balls. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a dick. I have to make a balls <laughs> joke, right? Um, so, Knights <laughs> uh, of Shade is is the tree it's what everything revolves around it and it's around. amazing and it's uh yeah it's it's, yeah, it's, it's the best. all right let us so that is the end of the rules section of this review uh and like i said there's there's actually not that much to talk about and deep dive and sink your teeth into because many of the rules uh, aren't that impactful there are some times in some new situations where some of these things like a long leash and or disdain for the week will you know or even dreadhounds will flip a game or you'll you know be a big brain player with a your rampager with penelope panoply the cursed knight and just bounce everything and feel like an absolute genius yeah. but um for the most part that is the impactful parts of the, what we're going to be reviewing we're now going to talk about some of the data sheets and naturally we're going to go to the two war dogs that everyone takes everyone knows <laughs> and everyone loves and or loathes First of which is the carnivore. This guy moves fourteen inches, and when I say he moves fourteen inches, inches, that's <sighs> what, what's cr- yeah. And he, he rolls charges. Yep. So I mean, you ex- with with knights of shade, and we're going to say that a lot with knights of shade. Um, this guy can go in a straight line and charge on most on, on turn one into most opponents who are on the line. He does have a chance to go for it. You know, a lot of um, deployments where like 18 or weirdly 22 inches away from each other, this guy Mm -hmm. can execute turn one charges very effectively. Uh, Having six attacks that hit on twos on every profile, um, six big attacks, which, you know, the better better ones are, of course, the Slaughter Claw, Strength 12, Minus 3, D6, Plus 2 damage, or 12 sweeps at 8, 2, 1. It is a very good, very good melee unit. It's amazing. How do you feel about this guy? Oh, I, I love him. He's he's the best knight of the army for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I run six in my in my uh, newest list. I've forgotten uh, what what most yeah, people I'm, think. So after, yeah, Did you go. Oh yeah. Uh, so Continue, yeah. Mate. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. No, I I really value the movement. Uh, the movement fourteen mm. most of all out of this. Uh, and people are very afraid of it. It does stuff that you can do uh, with nothing else, and um, it's just the most re- reliable model in the entire army. And yeah. you should run six for sure. It's also I the agree. Cheapest. It is the cheapest. 140 points uh, for the privilege here. Of course, every one of these small dogs packs uh, ten. Uh, sorry, twelve toughness, ten wounds, and a three plus save. Eight eight OC. I think is his best stat. 
Is the mm. best start, the best start on the yeah. Bulldog is the eight OC. Move with fourteen, I would say, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the OC eight for sure. Mm. Um, uh, I just don't understand one thing. Yep. Why is the strike of the sword worse than the claw? Why doesn't it do something else? Like I know it, it's 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 worse strength, worse damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you even have it? It's just dumb. Yeah. It, it should have like it should have like dev wounds or it should have sustained hits or it should have lethal hits. It should have something else. It should needs a keyword uh, yeah. strapped onto it because there's no point for it to exist. Either you're sweeping or you're smacking with the slaughter claw. They're like the, the Reaper, we're talking about the Reaper Chain Talons strike. Um, mm-hmm. I just have no reason. It's just no reason for it to be there. It's so <laughs> no, so overshadowed. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no reason to. Um, I would uh, honestly, I would just take an army of uh, carnivores. If I could take twelve, I would take twelve. I love them so much. I think I agree. Somebody um, here. Yeah. Is, yep. is someone breaking into your house? You're good. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Defend the carnivores. Go. Um, <laughs> the next one, of course, we're going to talk about is the brigand. Tell us the story here, man. Why do people love this model? Um, because it hits on twos. Uh, that, that that is the main issue, but uh, the other thing is uh, it has better AP. So uh, from ninth to tenth, the chain cannon went from AP two to AP one, and AP yep. one, as we all know in the current game, is is literally nothing because everything gets mm-hmm. covered, and yeah. you just you just shooting uh, pellets at, at people. But when they have AP two, then they're good. Then they do a lot of damage, and they're very reliable. <clears throat> And they get AP2 when they shoot at the closest target yet, increase the AP yeah. across the ball exactly. by one. Yeah. Um, the de- yeah. I've, I've actually found the Demon Breast Spear going from AP4 to AP5 to be uh, weirdly relevant at times, mm-hmm. shooting into stuff like um, Land, Land Raiders. Raiders. and Yeah, sorry, exactly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We said it at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so synchronized, yeah. Adam. It's it's beautiful. Just yeah, just insane. Just <laughs> start, start a boy band. Um, but the brigand will run you only 150 points still. Um, I do. No, 160 points. Yes, I think. Um, but, 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 oh, sorry, I'm looking to stalker. My bad. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. Um, but, 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 yes, 160. And all the others are 150, except for the carnival, which is 140. Yeah, uh, which is very weird that they did that in the latest balanced data slate because they put the put the brigand up and the carnivore down, so it kind of everything stayed exactly the same. <laughs> yes, it's it's. I mean, GW's ways are are dips. Yeah. I don't know. All right, now we're each going to pick one big knight to talk about, which isn't going to take us very long because there's not much <laughs> to talk about them. But we we are going to try. Matt, you can go first. Ooh. Um, I will pick a Night Tyrant then. Um, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I, I I didn't want to go for the obvious pick, which I'm sure, uh, which now you should probably have to talk about. I'm going to uh, have to now. <laughs> but <laughs> I really like the Tyrant. Uh, like the idea of the Tyrant is very good. Like at the beginning of the edition, when uh, um, a Towering was still the way it used to be, you could Overwatch for uh, with them at all. Yeah, uh, it was very good, and I I bought one, and it's sadly still in the same box next to my desk. But I just really like the idea of it, and it just looks very cool. It's just a cool model. Um, so he he has uh, you can choose uh, to have either the um, uh, the big damage uh, shot. Yeah, uh, what's, what's it called again? Uh, the harpoon and the flamer, or the mm-hmm. plasma cannon and uh, uh, volcano lance. 
Um, either option is good. I think at the beginning of the edition, the flamer was better. Now I would probably go for the plasma uh, variant. Yeah. Um, and um, what is also weirdly relevant is that they give out an aura of uh, cover for war dogs, which on some boards actually matters uh, because mm-hmm. uh, you, you you have to think less about positioning your war dogs. And because if you take them, you're probably taking more shooty guys. Um, it's easier to put them in the open, but still get cover. Um, and which is very relevant is the um, 12 inch aura of no reinforcements to come in within yeah. this amazingly big model. Mm. Which I, th- I, th- I found was interesting because it um, it pretty much gave up a lot of the reasons that this guy had to overwatch in the first place. As soon as you can't deep strike within 12 of it, I'm like, oh, well, it's okay that it can't overwatch now because it at least does a lot of the overwatching deterrent work that it was doing already, even though, you know, you're overwatching in 24, but, you know, you can mm-hmm. keep people off objectives really well with that aura. It's a huge base to have that aura yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with you. I think the I think the um, the decimator and volcano lands are way better than the the flamer and, and um, harpoon now, which is unfortunate because I want to play with the harpoon, but it yeah, sucks. It's just it's, the, the idea. Uh, and also, the devastating wounds change on the harpoon makes it just not viable at all anymore. Exactly right. But yeah. it like oh. the idea of a harpoon just straight up murdering a whole squad of neophytes is mm-hmm. just hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, and now it's like it's gonna. One of them is gonna just be deleted, and then it's gonna <laughs> yes. take like two weeks to reload. Uh, it will run you five hundred and fifty-five points for the memes, mm. uh, and it's unfortunately not worth it at the moment. Because what no. you get three brigands in change instead, and they hit on twos, uh, have yeah. more wounds uh, combined, uh, mm. and can be th- in three places rather than one. And that's that's yeah. pretty much. Every every chat we have about a big night is going to mm-hmm. come down to how many war dogs could I get for the points, and exactly in every and, comparison the war dogs win. Yeah, and the only acceptable answer to this question is I don't care. I want to run my big dude, which is a correct valid answer. But if it, you're trying to win games with faction, then you're not going to take the big guy. I think the rampage. I'm going to say this, yeah, mm-hmm. in a vacuum. The Rampager, the Night Rampager, is very good. Uh, yeah, I agree. If you didn't have Carnivores, the Night Rampager would look like a star, like like oh, literally sure. a movie star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moves 12, so that's two, two, inches, two inches faster than its contemporaries, which move 10, like the Desecrator. Mm-hmm. Um, having six attacks in combat, of course, a hit on twos, 18 sweeps. That gives mm. strength nine minus three two damage. My lord, you annihilate Chaos Space Marines. Anything you know, anything Astartes profile, you just absolutely mulligan it. Um, each time this model makes a charged uh, move until the end of the turn, its melee weapons have sustained hits one. In addition, once per battle, this model is eligible to, turn, to declare a charge in a turn in which it advanced. And then, yeah. while friendly war dog will be nine of uh, the model, they reroll. He rolls on one, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen come up yet. Um, but it's the it's the freaking advance and charge once per game so you just mm-hmm. pop knights of shade this guy goes mm-hmm. through a wall on us in from a staging area that i walked to on turn one and is just amongst it it is just a missile mate have you got have you played with this this guy much i haven't played with him much because i've always been a, a tiny knight player i, I really, yep. really prefer the tiny knights but uh like if i would take a big knight of course it would be a rampager this is not even there's no question about it yeah agreed um I I'm, two games i think so my issue with the Rampager at the moment is that in teams events, I mean, and I, my, most of my night games have 
have been in team events um, where I didn't have allies. So I was playing, I was playing Mono Chaos Knights, and then having one Rampage and then all um, War Dogs, there is an unavoidable like sixty points left over you can't spend, and mm-hmm. that just feels bad. And that's with taking Panoply. Or and or you know Lord of Dread and or something on your rampager as as an enhancement. You are just ah, left with points so you cannot spend. It feels yeah. so bad. And so then you're like, well, I take a rampager who only who costs me, you know, what is it, four hundred points for the rampager? Yep. Yeah, three, Which three isn't eighty. A lot, sorry, to be sure. Yeah, three eighty for the rampager plus an enhancement. Um, but when in reality, it's costing you, you know, four hundred and forty points because you can't fill the last points of the list. Yeah. And so it's an arbitrary leftover amount that. You can only point at the rampager for making you pay it. Um, so yeah. that's that's why he he fails in the mono chaos knights list. Uh, yeah. Have you have you experimented at all with any of the forge world knights? I literally just bought one yesterday. Ooh, um, which one'd you get? I mean, I got the only one which was in stock, sadly, and because I was <laughs> hoping to 3D print the rest of the arms. Uh, but uh, like I get them for the Lancer, of course. The the, the beautiful. That is the idea to have a guy which you can do a free tank shock with, um, and you give uh, Wardog models uh, assault on their guns, which is very good on brigands. Um, so you you will just have a, one big dude protecting all your tiny dudes who are shooting the crap out of the enemy. Mm. It's just it's a very very thematic choice, I would think. Um, and he is also he's on the verge of being. Also, he moves fourteen inches, which I honestly didn't see before just now. Um, yeah, dude, it's speedy. It's, um, yeah. it's funny that the rampager is better in combat, but the the lancer brings utility. First, it has it actually has a gun. It, it's mm. not a great gun. Has a gun is harder to hurt. It is faster, harder to hurt, and has uh, has better defense and more wounds. But it costs eighty points more um, for the privilege. So I freaking love the lancer though. Like having a carnivore tank shock and a lancer tank shocking in the same turn just feels. <laughs> Cherry does the does the Sarasis fit in your in your list then? If you like, you, you were saying that you had like eighty points odd. If you no, I had about I think I had about sixty left, uh, and so the Lancer doesn't quite fit. So at least that's my recollection of things. I may I may be off by a couple of points. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me just quickly see if I've got it up in my battle scribe. We're off we're off into the weeds now, but uh, <laughs> I am going to quickly ask you. Um, one of the important questions of the day, which is when we get to this stage of the show, we rate. The index. So, as a Chaos Knight player, mate, out of ten, how happy are you with this index? Yeah, I'm actually pretty happy with the index, but that's that is because I like the the small knights first. Um, I love that my carnivores. There, it's just something so thematic about uh, like a pack of dogs, literally uh, harassing an enemy and, and bringing mm. your enemy down. Um, which makes which for me, it, it's 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 just amazing. It's it's very good. Um, but I feel like for most people, uh, knights are big knights, and yep. in that, there the codex really doesn't uh, doesn't make the cut. Um, so yeah, for me, like for me personally, which which is was the question, I would give it an eight out of ten. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would really love it to have like a, a slightly better uh, um, uh, army special rule, but otherwise, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, uh, but if if I would go to how the community views it, I would probably give it a six, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I give this a six to a seven 
Um, and most of the same reasons, I only I only give a high score for an index if the internal balance is good. And the internal mm-hmm. balance of this, this book is completely out of whack, um, yeah, very sure. similar to, to Orcs and very similar to, to many others out there, where you have we have a handful, we have a, a, a decent amount of data sheets, and you see two of them. <laughs> you see yeah, two of them spammed. Um, Sadly, because, free because you have to take one character, so you're definitely going to take true. a stalker. But stalker. he sucks, and you would you would rather not take him. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. If you could not take the stalker, hundred percent, you wouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, you know, if you're mono knights, you already you, you do take six of the brigands and six of the carnivores, uh, yeah. and you're just like, well, whatever. Um, but I 100 percent agree. I think um, apart from the internal balance, the army rules thematic, not powerful. Uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna pretend it's good, but it mm-hmm. is thematic. It's there. There is a good flavor to this army. It feels and plays like we think it should. Like it plays like a dominant, scary army should. So they've done a really good job there. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. The internal, the internal that's out of whack. And there's so many things in this army that you just don't use. You just don't see. Um, yeah, I mean, but I do have to uh, like add an addendum to it and say that it's still fun to play. Like it's it's yes. still a great army and it's still powerful. Like it mm. it doesn't win a lot of tournaments, but it has like. You have the potential to win uh, into almost any opponent. I feel like. Mm. Oh, I have a I have a request from G Dub in the Chaos Knights Codex. I would like to have a special character. I would like a a Canis Rex equivalent in a Knight Abominant. I want a, a named character Knight Abominant. That is my request for the for the Codex. Uh, I, I have to say, but for a small knight, I would love a, a special small knight. That would a be carnival, a name, dude, a named carnival would be oh, sick, wouldn't come it? Come on, yeah. And then yes. a, a very cool tiny box. Oh, yes. Yep, that's what I would want. Um, all right, my man. Um, if, where do you see Chaos Knights as it stands right now in the competitive uh, tier list? Like if you were to put them... You know, where me and Peter did our rankings. I'm just going to quickly check. Actually, I'm going to go quickly check where we put them. Just so I don't high B or low A. Uh, ba, 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 ba. I, th- I think they are, yeah, they're high B, low A. In teams, in teams, I think they're pushing S tier. They're like they're an A plus. Oh, for sure. Um, I think I would include them in any team format. From four, like from four uh, player teams. So, and that is because in pairings, they just yes. Well, exactly right. Up, apart from dodging what three matchups, you can just bully the rest of the field. Like, there's three matchups um, that you do not want, and then you just annihilate everything else. It's such a polarizing matchup for people, and it brings such fear. Um, on our tier list, um, Peter and myself put it in right in the middle of the pack in B. Is where they're sitting stats wise, but you mm-hmm. think um, in the best hands in the world, in the in the hands of faction specialists, they're an absolutely an A plus or a, a sorry a B plus or an A tier army. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Like um, this is what old knights players have, and uh, like uh, the same with orc players and such. There, there's just a lot of people playing this for fun, which is which is yeah. amazing, yeah. and people should yeah. do that. Uh, but that does drag the win rate down, and I, I feel like. Uh, I or like or like at uh, WTC at the War Masters event, uh, Arne, I think he was Arne's yep. end. He just picked up a teammate's knight army. Uh, uh, he played it for the first time at the War Masters event, and he got second place. I think he got or third place. Like very did very well with it. Yeah, it was wow. one of the best tournaments in the world. Yeah, hundred percent it was. Um, 
All right, mate, that is going to bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so very, very much for coming on and chit-chatting with me about one of our favorite armies. Uh, hopefully, we've got a Codex coming down the pipeline this year. That would be fantastic. But if not, man, our index is in a very good place. We're very happy with it. Uh, I have a so, spicy yeah. take on that. Yes? I think they're going to make a single book for both knights. And Ooh. free detachments for Chaos Knights and free for Imperial Knights. And I don't well, know I, why I've decided upon this, but I think this is going to happen. Well, when you think about it, it's actually with the limited identity space they have to work in, how are they going to make like five or six detachments for Knights? They're never going to do it. No, there's not. It's here's, here's the one for big Knights. Here's the one for little Knights. Here's the one where they both work together. That's mm-hmm. that's 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 the one. That's it right there. <laughs> uh, or they could just do it really dumb with the big dumb brain and be like, "Here's the one that makes a better shooting. Here's the one that makes a better combat. Here's the one that makes them move better." And that's if that's the I case, the move better one is going to be the better one all the time. Yeah, that's generally speaking. But uh, that's going to bring us to an end episode, mate. Is there anybody you would like to shout out, name, mention, and or plug before we close off? Oh, um, I really like to do a shout out to my team, uh, Team Netherlands, of course. Awesome group of guys working really hard to uh, get uh, an even better result at this year's WTC. Um, I really hope I'm going to make the cut again to represent my country. Um, and lastly, just uh, become a patron of uh, Art of Order and Honor, guys. It's really great. Uh, part two is amazing. You should always listen to it first. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yes, you should. I mean, I never do, but but I feel like I should. Um, and uh, it's just it's just uh, definitely your your money's worth. So do that. Lovely of you to say, man. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much again to everybody who supported me thus far. We're you know creeping up on four years of doing the show. Episode one hundred and seventy nine. Crazy talk. Um, but mate, thank you so much again for coming on. You're an absolute gent. Can't wait to give you a big nice Thanks, Christmas man. high five when I see you. Um, in Belgium this year. Good luck with your WTC aspirations. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. If I don't make oh. the team, I'm just going to be hanging around and annoying. Well, it's like, half a, it's like half an hour away, right? <laughs> yeah, well, an hour, but still. <laughs> Dude, just, oh, and, and, oh, oh, wait, is it only an hour? Yeah, it's literally an hour. <laughs> oh, you guys suck. Oh, that annoys yeah. me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know it's within an hour of me? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, um, all right. Take care. Love you, mate. And we'll see you on Patreon, guys. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.